Okay, so here's the a, movie had nothing to do with it. Basically, I want to I want to point out a major difference. If this movie was analogous to Rounders, Rounders would have been called Poker. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> All, All caps. Cap. Poker. <laughs> Well, hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast. We're looking at a flagship Friday Blitz edition. That's right. Boom, boom. <laughs> so this is episode 166. It's going to come out Friday, March 15th. Yes. And I'm here in the studio in real life. Real life. Actually in front of each other. In front of each other with Brent Philbin and connecting remotely from across the country, Adam Levy. Hello, hello. What's up? What's up? Welcome again to the show, Adam. It's good to have you back. So listeners, you may have noticed that Adam's been on two episodes in a row and you may have noticed that Mike hasn't been on very many episodes. Uh, the The basic reason for that is Mike just, he's he's got health issues and he has to eliminate stress and one of these, one of the stressful moments was getting on the flagship and all that stuff. So for the moment, he's not joining us on the episodes so we're hoping to convince adam to actually stay on full time here and join us on these flagships and 101s and all that stuff so if you actually like what he has to say and you like his analysis reach out to us or him at ruthless and maybe he can become a full-time player in the game permanent fixture in the crypto boys basic podcast we're romancing uh adam slowly yeah. but surely not that mike's not going to come back he may still be on shows don't uh, i don't want to sound make it sound like he's gone forever he's just not coming right now so we wanted to add another voice and Brent, what real- other things you're going to do to woo me i mean oh I we can't gotta, tell you. oh god all right it's got to be one step at a time adam you know how this goes slowly but surely we got to reel you in but Brent, i do have a question for you can you explain to us why are we having a blitz version of our flagship well the the basic reason that we're having a a blitz flagship episode is because we have back to back to back podcasts here we are at south by southwest we're in the wild studios uh, this is a studio for wild foods co a company that i'm working with and a couple other podcasts that i'm on i think i'm on a total of four now so if if for whatever reason my voice is what you want to hear and it's not the crypto content then you can get more of that all you want but we are yeah we're at south by southwest the blockchain portion starts today uh the only thing i've really done so far is i met up with joel com from the crypt uh, the bad crypto podcast he had a little he had a little meetup he and i just like talked for a little bit i met somebody who was involved with a um a security firm and didn't know who Neutrino was, so that, that you know didn't go a whole whole lot too far. And then I'm trying to get an interview with the um, the representative from Engine that's here. I think I'm going to be able to pull that off. Okay, so I think that's going to do it more or less for the updates as far as what we've released and what's coming up. The bottom line yeah, is we didn't release an episode this Southwest. week. We're busy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but we'll have probably some cool updates about what happens in the festival. Yeah. However, since we are short on time, we do want to get to the stories. And we are now kicking it with our rapid fire section. Just a reminder to our listeners, these are headlines that are worth discussing very quickly, give you an idea of what's going on, but maybe not worth diving all the way into. So why don't we go ahead and start our rapid fire section? All right. Well, let's start it off with Stellar's XLM has been listed on Coinbase Pro. A little bit different than uh, XRP getting listed on actual Coinbase, but they're on Coinbase Pro. So that's kind of cool, especially... 
being a very similar to XRP. Saw that coming as soon as they got XRP listed. Next one, someone posted on Reddit that the site's crash doge, crashing Bitcoin, and crashing crypto are scams. No. Wow, boys. That that was real tough to figure out from the names of the projects. Like, I feel, I, no, I don't even feel bad for anybody who decided to go ahead and get involved with things that were those and also run by someone named Herpes. Not, not, I'm not even kidding. The, 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 like, name of the anonymous admin is legitimately Herpes. So, yeah, those are scams. <laughs> Believe it or not, don't invest in those or whatever. Or they well, might not even be. This guy might not have actually, who knows if he was true or not, but just, no, just don't. What are you doing? They're like gambling or whatever. What's um, a crashing site? Because I was reading an article and it kept saying these crash sites. I, and I, maybe they like I, try yeah. to crash the coins down. It's the opposite of a pump group or something. I don't know. You know who we should ask about that? Justin from Substratum. He's got uh, real experience in pump groups. He said it when he was doing a keynote speech. He asked everybody in the room to raise their hand if they'd been part of a pump group. Nobody in the room raised their hand except him. And he said, oh, come on. You know, you have. I have. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Everything I learned about that guy is just hilarious. All right. Anyway, this is Rapid Fire Kareem. You're doing a bad job of keeping me in line here. Hey, next Rapid Fire story, Brent. Enough about this guy. Uh, You can actually earn basic attention token now in the uh, developer version of the Brave browser. We incorrectly reported that a couple of weeks ago that you could do it already. That was only the ad side for the um, advertisers. Now it's both. So you can do that. And finally, I don't know anything about this particular scam, but the OneCoin leader was arrested for scamming in the United States. So interesting story that we may follow up on. I guess that stuff is done. Must have been post or pre-podcast, but it's still pretty recent. So maybe it's something I should look into more. Maybe I maybe I know it by another name or something. I don't know. You guys feel free to reach out and tell us how stupid I am. Isn't it uh, interesting how like just hearing that somebody that did something wrong is paying for the consequences gets you like this weird rush of joy or pleasure. Yeah. Like your justice circuits are activated and... I don't know that <laughs> there's just something about it. Scammer gets arrested. You're just like, oh, yes, finally. Beautiful story. All right. So now the big important news of the week. Crypto getting a big stage. Adam, you uh, you posted this on here. You brought it to our attention. Uh, tell us about the revolution in the world of crypto that's coming up here. Uh, well, we got a movie with the great Kurt Russell and one of the Hemsworth brothers. Uh, I think it's actually Luke Hemsworth. Did not know that w- there that he was a Hemsworth, but hey. So yeah, they're coming out with a movie called Crypto, all caps crypto. Not not lowercase, not one C, just, just all caps. They want you to notice it. I feel like that already is a, is a sign that it's going to be a bad movie. Uh, I don't know if it's a bad movie because I only made it 45 seconds in before not being able to take any more of the trailer. Yeah, you but, know what's a real good indicator that this movie might be a bad movie? The trailer. The trailer <laughs> of the movie. It is horrendous. <coughs> this looks like, first of all, how did they get Kurt Russell to sign up for something like this? This is uh, insane. Yeah, his last big role was on South Park, right? Jumping into Imagination Land or Fighting Man Bay <laughs> Was believe. he involved Yeah, wasn't he the guy like... Come on, Kirk Russell, we need you to go in there. No, you don't remember? I don't remember that. Damn it. Uh, okay, so here, here's what I will say. Um, <clears throat> Adam pointed out that it's ridiculous that it's all in caps, which I completely agree with. Second, I don't mind that you're trying to make a movie that capitalizes on the success of crypto. Like, I get it. Could you be a little more subtle in the title? 
You know what I mean? Like, like it, I just feel like it's literally like, oh, people like crypto. Uh, the name of the movie is Crypto. It's about the mafia and Russians, but it's crypto. It, 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 what it reminds me of is all those projects that are like, okay, we're this, but on blockchain. They yeah, literally yeah, exactly. were like, we're a normal shitty B movie, but with crypto. On the blockchain. And explosions and mafia. In a farm. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of a Lego movie. One of the Lego movies. <laughs> when I see, see all caps and yeah, the yeah. way you're talking. And, and it's just like, oh, here's Batman and here's the guy from Jurassic Park. Dude, one of my one of my favorite quotes from the trailer is at the beginning they're presenting who the hero is gonna be, and of course they try to make it seem like this guy's amazing. So they're like, This guy was a first round draft picked on Wall Street. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh was it? I forgot I didn't see that year's draft. <laughs> Who got the first round pick that year? Oh, was it Wells Fargo? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah Wells Fargo always squanders like, their first round picks. Everybody knows that. Yeah, they're like the Giants. I don't know. By the way, it was uh, I, I do want to give a shout out. It was Anthony Lasardi that shared this with us on Discord, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So. Yep, yep. Anthony Lasardi from the Ethereum Classic Cooperative. Coming up in the Discord. We have really important people in our Discord, just so you know. It's not just us being idiots in there. There are people like Anthony. We've got Nate from Horizon in there, always chatting it up with people. We've got um, uh, P. Stu from the Ultimate Nodes.io. we got all kinds of crypto cool people Crypto Basic in there. Brent from the Crypto Basic Podcast. Big yeah, games. he's kind of a douche, but he's in there. <laughs> all right, so I have a question for you guys, because... Our personal taste aside, like, I agree with you guys. This movie, like looking at the trailer, it did kind of look cheap. It looked like very tropey. Like we've seen the story a million times. Like just replace a, a bag of cash with a hard wallet and it's basically the same movie you've already seen. However, our personal opinions aside, qualitatively, do you guys think that this movie will be good or bad for the space in general? I think it's overall good, but will seem like it's bad because the movie will... It seems like it's it's all, you know, kind of shadesters in there trying to make money or scam people. However, most of you are just not going to watch it. And they're just going to be like, cool, there is a crypto movie out. Yeah. But I don't really care enough about it. But that's just good for, you know, everyone. I think that a good comparison is actually Rounders. So Rounders didn't start the poker boom. Rounders was there for the poker boom. But it also happened to be a good film. Yeah, I was going to say, take it easy. Rounders yeah, yeah, yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and the cast yeah Brian Koppelman will not be happy with this comparison. <laughs> no, yeah, I was like, I don't even know why, where he's going with this. Like, Edward Norton, I mean, come on. It's nothing. There, there's a couple of name actors, and it's clearly based around the, the crypto thing. So <clears throat> it's not going to be the movie that everybody clings to, but just like Rounders didn't propel poker forward, what propelled poker forward was Chris Moneymaker winning the, the main event, yeah. winning the main event, having, and you know what also propelled it forward was whole card cameras, making it interesting. It's it's very similar. So why, poker was always this game. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So here's the a, movie had nothing to do with it. Basically, I want to I want to point out a major difference. If this movie was analogous to Rounders, Rounders would have been called Poker. <laughs> All caps. All, All caps. caps. Poker. <laughs> oh, are you going to see poker? <laughs> okay, and as a quick side note, uh, I do bemoan a little bit that after millions of dollars get put into uh, Google search rankings for a long time, when people search crypto, oh my God, we're going to get yeah. this shit at the top. So final thought is the sequel possibilities are endless. Like, <laughs> think about the fact. Like, the, let's say the main character dies but he was popular and you want to bring him back, you just do Crypto 2. 
hard fork and you make a clone of him, except <laughs> he's got six fingers instead of five. I, I think I, it would have been a little more exciting for me. Like if I was a big time director or producer and I had the money to make a movie about crypto, I think I would have been cool to just like do a fictionalized version and call it like Satoshi. And you could like look at that guy's background or something like there's I feel yeah. like there's so much you could do other than like, you know, let's uh, let's do like a taken style thing and replace money with this movie crypto. doesn't need crypto at all they literally took out bags of cash and put crypto as That's far exactly as i can tell it. yeah the the meeting it's when they laundering. there's a guy holding like a jump drive yeah. and he's like is this what you're looking for yeah. and i'm thinking well not if he doesn't have the fucking private keys like what he's talking about that's not gonna do anything yeah you could have it <laughs> oh, man. i just i just want to say that uh this entire thing with rounders not having an effect on the the community that could be an entire episode in itself and i would like to talk with brent off of this and i'm very angry about that but we don't have time for that. <laughs> i'm a, with you 100 so this is a crypto uh what is it, a turbo is a rapid uh, it's a blitz version blitz blitz version blitz version <laughs> all right so because of the blitz version adam and i cannot crucify brent as he deserves to be i pick my battles it's, correctly instead we have to move on to bullisher bullshit brent what do you got for us adam and i will play the game brent will be the conductor go all right, the title here is The Neo Blockchain Was Down for Over an Hour. Bullish or bullshit? Um, well, I'm <laughs> I'm going to say bullshit because only because I'm going to have to do a lot of um, selling if this is true. Continue. <laughs> Not necessarily. Uh uh, upon reading the article or a little bit of, of what you were saying. Oh, look at this oh, guy. Wow, cheater. I, I'm 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 bullish, I think, because it, it it just seems this is something that happens when uh Neo is centralized, which they've stated multiple times in the past, uh up until a certain point, correct? Yes. But at yeah. some point it's going to be decentralized. So yeah, it sucks that this is happening, but it just seemed like it was just kind of a thing that happens occasionally and uh it should be fine hopefully once it's decentralized maybe i'm not bullish but i'm not i don't i'm not it's not bullshit all right so this is a little bit tricky but i think bullish is the answer because effectively transactions could not be sent for 127 minutes the blockchain was for all intents and purposes down now the people who are defending neo are going to tell you it wasn't really down it was just trying to reach consensus but for actual usability it could not be used for over an hour or over two hours and here's basically what happened that everybody's saying oh it's a centralized piece of shit neo centralized they've never made any real claims to not be they've said they're going to move towards it but that's always been a trade-off with the neo situation they are really trying to work on partnerships with the Chinese government and things like that, like that requires centralization. That's that's kind of how they work. Now they're, I think they were like one node away from being unable to complete consensus on their own. But for the most part, they've chosen all the people that are part of their council. So it's basically the same thing. But what happens here is when they're trying to reach consensus, if one of the nodes is down, it's possible to not reach consensus. There's a chance. Most of the time, the chances it doesn't matter. It doesn't take any time. It it rechecks and it's good. But if it rechecks and it's not good, it tries again 15 seconds later. If it's still not good, it tries again 30 seconds later, then 60, then 120, then 240. It doubles every time. And it's probabilistic. Like there's a chance each time that it could happen. So the reason the Neo blockchain was down for an hour or for two hours was basically because this they ran bad. 
So it was like a black swan event. Yeah, it, it there was a node down, so the node down caused the possibility to run bad, and then the run bad happened. So the so it was just unlucky that it was down this long, and it was uh, it could go as high as ten retries, which would be four hours. So it was getting close to the max that it was possible to be down. Did you come across what would happen if that max is reached? Uh, no, I didn't. I I just I just knew that probabilistically it's da- it's basically impossible to go <laughs> further than ten, and I don't know why. I didn't look into the math. I guess the other really interesting here thing here would be to know whether this is more or less likely to happen as you add nodes. Yeah, that's. I I would assume less. I I don't know how the dynamic Byzantine fault tolerance works. That's where our knowledge kind of ends. We we know that it's related to the to the Byzantine generals problem. We know that the Byzantine faults are the bad things that lead to non consensus. But I don't really know the code part behind right, it. Right, right. So. Yeah, bunch of idiots here. Yep. All right, so we're gonna do that as a uh, as a bullish. Uh, Adam, you're gonna you get got a some point selling there. to do. Yep. Good job I doing got your a homework. Scoreboard. scoreboard, scoreboard. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. But unfortunately, we have to keep on moving. So nobody pay attention to the fact that I got it wrong. Right. <laughs> talk to us about Binance. All right. Well, we're Binance added Ripple to their trust wallet. There's a lot of Ripple news popping around and stuff like that. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about what the Binance trust wallet is. They basically have mobile apps that are similar to the engine wallet or, you know, like bread or all those other ones that are wallets with different types of distributed ledger technology assets. And they have now added Ripple to that trust wallet. Now, they're trying to also put it in browser to compete with MetaMask. They're trying to have uh, desktop versions. They're trying to have hardware versions to compete with Trezor and Ledger. They don't have any of that right now. And the coins that are in here, I, I just want you to, to listen to this and see the elite group that XRP just joined. They just joined Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, GoChain, POA Network, VeChain, Tron, OneChain, Callisto, Icon, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, only the real Bitcoin Cash, by the way, mm-hmm. TomoChain, Dash, Zcash, Zcoin. So I've legitimately heard of like two thirds of those. Yeah, but the 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 third that you've heard of are very legitimate projects. I mean, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic, yes, uh, Dash, Zcash, you know, XRP, Icon. You know, these are yeah, yeah. It's just I, I don't know what GoChain, POA Network, OneChain, Callisto. I know I kind of know what one is, but. Z coin. I don't know what all those are doing in there, but anyway, it's not as prestigious as it originally sounded when I heard it, but it's, it's interesting to think about the person that really nails unifying all that and making it user-friendly and MetaMask is pretty doing a pretty darn good job. I've enjoyed all of my MetaMask interactions and Ledger's doing a darn good job, but they're not the same. You can't have the same wallet on MetaMask and Ledger without jumping through some hoops. You can do it. They integrate, but they don't integrate great. Well, <laughs> um, words are hard. Continue. So I think whoever whoever nails that, whoever makes the PayPal experience, is going to really have a leg up and really be able to affect change in the future. So, you know, before we move on from the story, the one thing that one of the things I've thought about before when we see groups like this, like oh, this these wallets have integrated these coins, or these exchanges have integrated these coins, and sometimes it looks like a real motley crew and. You know, it's probably not a completely objective uh, third-person analysis that is being done, but it's like, 
a lot of it must be done on relationships or maybe even similarities with code. You know, like it might be that once you onboard a specific coin, there's like another 15 or 18 coins that are really easy to onboard because they use similar code. Um, and then you, you know, if, if as a non-coder, we see that from the outside and we're like, why are these three coins a part of this? You know, um, so it's, it's interesting. It might be because of personal relationships or connections between the people making the decisions, or it might just be because of the simplicity of integrating certain coins. Uh, it's tough to tell how some of these groups end up. Anyway, that's, that's about the end of that. I don't, uh, I don't have much more to say on that. Um. I, I just want to say that MetaMask is incredibly fast, I find. It yeah, is, I love MetaMask. Very, very good. And uh, we'll see how it all goes. Might not be the last time I talk about them on this episode either. <laughs> Foreshadow. All right. Oh, I need to trans... Just, I was wondering why Kareem wasn't doing a transition here. All right, Kareem. We <laughs> I'm going to transition to you. How about that? We're going to be talking about what Ethereum isn't, Kareem. Maybe. Is this bullish or bullshit? Like, was I? I don't know. Is this article legit? No, no, no. This article is legit. Here's basically the original article was saying that the SEC confirms that Ethereum is not a security. So they dug in a little deeper. I'm gonna try to make this as quick as I can because I know we're running short on time. But I want to give some context, and I actually feel like this is really important, uh, especially for listeners living in the United States. A lot of us are trying to figure out what's gonna end up happening. So. This story really starts uh, back in June of 2018. The uh, director of corporate finance at the SEC, his name is William Hinnom, in a speech, they asked him about Ethereum as a security. And he said that based on, here's the exact quote, based on my understanding of the present state of Ether, the Ethereum network and its decentralized structure, current offers and sales of Ether are not securities transactions. So now, Adam, you weren't on the show back then, but Brent, do you remember... um, we talked about the Howey test back yeah. in the day. And Howey coins. <laughs> Correct. Howey coins were created by the SEC. So the Howey test is what the SEC and also it's it was created by the Supreme Court to determine whether or not something was a security. And a very quick primer was you basically had some citrus farmers that sold land to investors. Then those investors would lease the land back to them since they were the farmers. And then they would get uh, profit from you know the sale of the citrus so the sec sued the farmer saying hey listen you're selling this as a security you should have registered it went all the way up to the supreme court and the supreme court ended up deciding we're going to use the howie test to determine whether or not something's a security so what is the howie test we look at four factors number one is it an investment of money or other assets number two is there an expectations of profit number three the investment of the money is in a common enterprise. So in this case, it was a citrus farm. And number four, this is really important. Any profit comes from the effort of a third party. So what William Hinnom was saying, again, this is just the director of corporate finance, was that under those conditions, it didn't really make sense to look at Ethereum as a security because there's not that third party that is really promoting the enterprise's success, even though there's a development team, it's not quite the same. So trying to get some clarification, we had a group, uh, including they got a politician and they wrote the SEC to try to get clarification. And the question was, do you agree? Is this the actual position of the SEC? Or was this just something that one of its staff members uh, represented? So the response was, this is the direct quote from the uh, SEC chairman, quote, 
I agree with director Hinnom's explanation of how a digital asset transaction may no longer represent an investment contract if, for example, purchases would no longer reasonably expect a person or group to carry out the essential managerial or entrepreneurial efforts. Under those circumstances, the digital assets may not represent an investment contract under the Howey framework. So this is basically good news for crypto. Um, you know, we're still probably going to have to create regulatory frameworks that cover assets like Ethereum. But the fact that they're not just being lumped in with the same thing as buying Tesla shares is right. good because it's unique. And at least the SEC is recognizing that we're dealing with a different animal based on decentralized networks. Yeah, that's I we, we hear it's almost like every week or every other week, either uh, crypto mom, I can't remember her name, but that's what they call her is saying that it's that it's fine. She's on she's on uh, the Heather, was the it Heather board. Pierce, I think. Or no, something like that. Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, anyway, the, if you Google crypto mom, you'll see her. She um, she was a uh, she was on the, she was on the board or something. Anyway, she said it was fine. Yeah, there was Heather Pierce. Yeah, Heather Pierce. OK, I, I, I am incorrect and and saying kareem was incorrect and he was correct as a general rule don't question me but continue (laughs) unless it's as bullish or bullshit meter than question (laughs) anyway uh, good yes it's good to hear more positive less scary things about uh crypto assets being securities and that kind of thing some of them are still going to qualify though i mean the ones like i don't know (laughs) <laughs> our friends upstream that we referred to earlier when they're like don't worry guys buy these they're gonna go up to three dollars or whatever they said or 30 or whatever their price point was well, i can't remember but that wouldn't categorize as a security brand those are called scams <laughs> more importantly though i am sorry to do this but we gotta keep the wheels turning and i'm gonna go to you adam i want to hear turning. about adoption all right so funny enough this this stemmed from just uh, a friend of mine, uh, he told me that he lives in San Diego right now, and he told me that apparently there is a gas station that if you use Bitcoin, it will give you 40 cents off per gallon. Damn. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, I think it should be in the show notes. I found it. It's actually in uh, R San Diego um, on Reddit. And yeah, it's a governor and Genesee in San Diego. And I guess they're doing it because Bitcoin is a store of value and then they can just hold on to it and they don't mind it. And maybe uh, it's cheaper than using credit cards to some extent. I'm not really sure. But that's just one interesting use case that where they're they're happily taking it. You're happily sending them Bitcoin because you're getting, you know, gas for three dollars instead of three forty or whatever, um, which which is great. And actually, you'd be getting it for two seventy five, according to the picture. Uh, for you know the that's the more regular. than ten percent. That's like that's what is that? If, if forty so if it was two seventy five after percent off, basically yeah. forty cents off a gallon is significant. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah, huge. And um, so that led me to kind of doing some research on different you know implementations of uh, around the real world and uh, a couple other things. Uh, Austria has advertisements. On subways for Bitcoin, a company named Bitpanda just has a big advertisement that just says Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin a bunch of times. And uh, <laughs> those I Austrian economists. Yes, uh, one one use case, which is probably the most unique use case, is there's a website called Shit Express where you can't. Yes, S H I T. I'm not making this up. Where you can <laughs> buy a pile of poop. And send it to someone you don't like using Bitcoin. Is this Wait. run by the guys that made Cards Against Humanity? <laughs> uh, so 
this is interesting to me. I'm, I'm opening up the site now. I have a lot of people that I don't like. And a lot of people don't like me, so I'm hoping they don't find out about this. But the, a simple way to send a piece of shit in a box around the world. <laughs> Their copy go. is great. Imagine all the people who annoy you the most. What if you could send them a smelly surprise? <laughs> this is not this is not compensated. We uh, we were not compensated for this at all. But wow! All right. Well, since we did mention it on the show, we're gonna ask uh, the people at Shite Express to send us a sample of their product at brentfilbinsaddress.com. Brentfilbinsaddress.com. Wow, that was real, that good. Nah, yeah, I wasn't gonna get. Hey, listen. I tried. I tried. You can figure out where the if you can figure out where the Crypto Basic Studios are registered. You can go ahead and send us a piece of shit there. That, that's your apartment, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone Hold cares on. to look that up? <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, moving on, I also saw a bunch of small businesses, you know, yoga studios, restaurants, coffee shops. Actually, there were some places that were not accepting credit cards, were accepting Bitcoin or cash. Nice. Uh, that's, I think that's more in Europe. Uh, escape rooms, which, Brent, I know you know a lot about. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Our, our escape room would happily accept crypto if anybody ever actually was interested in paying with it. Yeah. Um, and this also uh, makes me think back to the first time that I saw any type of cryptocurrency payment in a coffee shop, actually anywhere. And it was in San Francisco in 2014. You could actually pay with uh, Litecoin, Dogecoin, or Bitcoin. And, you know, so that whoever, whatever coffee shop that was, was way ahead of uh, the time. And they're, now they have 17 coffee shops around the world because they got all that extra money if they hodled. And sure. then they went broke. There you go. Now, this, this makes me this question I'm um, curious about. So Cash App. You can so Square is integrated with most businesses now, and Cash App you can uh, put Bitcoin into your Cash App, I think, right? Yes, that's how I buy my Bitcoin. So are Square and Cash because they're are I think they're two different companies, right? But they are owned by Jack Dorsey. I don't know that they're even two separate companies, but Square for businesses is at SquareUp.com, and the Square Cash App is separate entirely. As far as I know, there is no integration. Like I expected to even have the opportunity when I went with Square Payroll to be able to pay my employees on the Cash App. I was like, that seems like a no-brainer. Why don't you give me like a you know less fees if I pay my employees with the Cash App? But that wasn't even an option, so I don't think they're integrated like that. But when there is a Square blockchain patent out there, we covered it at one point in one of these shows, so it may happen sooner than later. I think. Hmm. So the framework is there. It just hasn't really happened yet because there's probably a lot. Yeah, of and Jack is very Bitcoin absolutely friendly. I mean, he loves it. Yes, and 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 you know, flowing right into it, since we're talking about adoption in general, you have some pretty interesting statistics here about uh, crypto ownership in America specifically. You want to get into that? Yeah. So allegedly, eight percent of Americans own crypto, and I honestly think that seems about right because. When I started uh, owning some crypto in probably 2016, it was probably at like half a percent or something. And then 2017, the the bull run, uh, I'd say that in the middle of it was probably like 1%. And then Coinbase, you know, uh, during the boom, they were having 40K new users a week signing up. So yeah, geez. That's, that's a lot of people. 
a lot of people signing up, you know, so what's that 160 K a month? Let's say they had that going on for six months. Like that's a lot of people just signing up on Coinbase alone, you know, so 8% is three. Yeah. I guess that's about 25 to 30 million people in America that have had some sort of, uh, cryptocurrency i I wouldn't be surprised if it was around that i I don't think it's much lower than that but i also don't think it's much higher than that i wonder what those age demographics look like i'd like to see that broken down because i feel like just from these random interactions that i've had in austin even our age group is not the target age group i feel like we're really looking at (laughs) the younger millennials or the higher gen z i think that one is are the ones that are really interested in crypto. So th- they might not own the largest percentage of it. So but Brent, they're- I was able to find the uh, source material that uh, Adam linked to here. And according to the survey that this is talking about, uh, 17.21% of millennials, 8% of Gen X, and 2.2% of baby boomers. So we're definitely okay, seeing yeah. uh, So it, it's going up as they get younger. And the people I interact with here, you know, I... I just did a um I just did a podcast with somebody who I can't remember the name of his podcast but it was something millennial podcast and he had like a little crew of people here and every one of them was interested in crypto but knew almost nothing about it so they were like oh yeah you like bitcoin like I have bitcoin how much bitcoin do you have and it was it was interesting and I get a lot of that I get a lot of that with younger people that they they find out that I have knowledge of the crypto space they want to talk to me about it they don't have a lot of knowledge but they're super interested in it and I, I, I do want to Sorry to interrupt, but I do want to say that this seems to happen a lot with uh, the way that, you know, things go viral now. For instance, Fortnite, you might not know much about Fortnite, but you know Fortnite. Yes. Most, I mean, you yeah. know, even you know, the the parents know Fortnite because their kids are playing it or <laughs> want to play it or whatever. And it's kind of like that with crypto where Bitcoin and during, we're saying during 2017, it was so in your face. Uh, how much people were, well, how much like the, the, how how great the gains were, and how strong of a bull it was that people probably got annoyed with it to some extent, or or yeah, whether they got annoyed with it or whether they loved it, they all knew about it to some extent, and uh, yeah, the people that didn't, then they probably just heard about their friends who got in at the top and lost a lot of money, and yeah. it's just kind of been building slowly since. Yeah. Absolutely. And then lastly, uh, I think it's really important. I'm trying to find the source material, like what was the sample and all that stuff and to see how scientific the poll was. So it's hard to tell, but it's interesting here. They say is why people didn't uh, don't invest, right? Because we're talking about 92% of Americans not investing. And overwhelmingly, the, the main reasons given are that it's either too complicated, that there's no need or that it's too risky. Yeah, and, and I think the no need one is huge because, I mean, again, we go back to a lot of the possibilities of crypto that we talk about do seem to help much more people who are not in Europe and the United States. Right. Yeah, this was in a, a very specifically ownership in America. The first two that you said there, the, uh, the risk is too high and too complicated. We agree. Both of those are very good reasons not to own crypto. I, th- I think we're all in agreement on that. Like, I still to this day have trepidation every single time I send a transaction 
and I'm reasonably knowledgeable about this stuff. Like every time I double check, triple check, I don't do that when I hand somebody a hundred dollar bill, which means I'll probably hand somebody a hundred dollar bill when I'm trying to hand them a $10 bill or whatever before my life. Or it might be counterfeit because you're not checking. Right. Yeah. It's still, you're just used to it and it's very easy. Yep. So once crypto gets there, we can eliminate those couple of things. And then the need, I think that we're skewed a little bit because it's the United States and we have the world's global reserve currency. So we are probably last on the pecking order of people that need to be scared, but we still might. Yeah, so. and, and, and not just the fact that our currency is uh, solid compared to other fiat, but also, again, you know, we're talking about it, Venmo, Cash App. I mean, realistically, if you as an American want to send value to another American, you have so many options. And I understand that they're not all ideal, and I understand that some of the fees are not the best. Uh, but realistically speaking, if I want to give money to Brent from the other side of the country, it's not that hard at yep. all. So a lot of the needs that this is solving aren't there. But remember, that's not the case all over the world. And that's especially not the case for people who are in the United States trying to send money to people back home in other countries, remittances specifically. And we do know that that's where people get the most screwed over by companies like Western Union. Yep. Uh, anyway, this is this is definitely interesting. It will be interesting to see those numbers as they continue to grow. There will be a tipping point. Yep. So that's exciting. I agree on all counts, Kareem. All right. So I think we're going to have to wrap it up here pretty soon. We don't have a crypto around the world section this time, but we do have a mailbag question. Yeah. Crypto basic. Flagship Friday. You listen to the mailbag drop. Where we break down a member's thoughts. Just starting crypto, don't you stop. Keep listening till you hit the spot. Woo! All right. So, Adam, you were going to read the question for us. Knock it out of the park, homie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, shout out Z-Man in the Crypto Basic pot, uh, Discord. Uh, he's, he asks, with all the hype surrounding Game of Thrones re- returning in April... The basic bitches yes. <laughs> were wondering, the BBs is what he said, were wondering which Game of Thrones character do you believe you are most like and which Game of Thrones character reminds you the most of your co-hosts? Oh, all right. All right. So which Game of Thrones character do I believe I'm the most like? Let's see. Um, I mean, I know who I want to be the most like is Tyrion. I don't know if I qualify as being the most like him, but... He's rich and he gets prostitutes and also he is like a political master and goes around and makes everything work for him. He's a little small, but that's fine. And he's kind of a legend in the yeah, everything you said so far sounds like you're the opposite of this guy. You, you go, <laughs> you're like a bull in a china shop breaking things. Uh, as far <laughs> as I know, like you're Sam. not rich. Uh, you're the opposite of small. I think you misunderstood the question. What are you? What character are you most like? Yeah. All right. So also, I need to preface this with Z-Man. Kareem hasn't watched fucking Game of Thrones. Okay, hold on a second. So I knew you were going to say that because it's true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So here's what I will say. My my answer will be the fastest. I haven't seen Game of Thrones yet. I'm waiting for it. So if I had to answer based on what I've seen from memes and stuff, I would say that uh, uh, I'm the most with whichever guy has a beard and... Brent is like Joffrey, I think, just what? based on the fact no, that. But no. realistically, since I haven't seen Game no. of Thrones, Brent is Cartman. That's who he is. No, no, no. He's, he's literally Cartman, Cartman he's from not, South Park. He's Sam. He's Sam uh, from Game of Thrones, who he's a book smart guy. 
well, okay, Sam is just fat. That's the only that's no, the only real draw. Smart and he yeah. finds a way. He figures a way like you do. Technical you you're very technically savvy and you figure out a way like getting dragon glass to kill dragons somehow. You figure out ways out of things. You figure out ways to fix things. And also, you seem somewhat book smart. I'm going to agree with uh, Adam. Okay, I'll give you that. The fat guy who's somewhat book smart. All right. I- I'll, I'll say that I'm uh, a... What, what's the guy? Oberine? The the dude that gets wrecked by the... Uh, <laughs> gets absolutely just the Viper. Yeah, Oberyn yeah. Martell. And no spoilers. Yeah, no be- spoilers. Only reason is because I tried to see the good in people. And uh, sometimes that burns Aww. me. Uh, oh, So you're like R. Kelly. <laughs> sure. Uh, my, my, I don't really know that reference, but uh, I'm not like R. Kelly. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Definitely not. And uh, yeah, so I guess that's a yeah, that's a sappy, stupid little answer. Um, and yeah, I think Brent's like Sam, and I don't know who Kareem's like. Brent, you but, gonna take a shot at this? You can make fun of me, and I can't do anything about it because I don't know. Yeah, you characters. can't. You can't really. No, Kareem is like like kind of like a less evil little finger kind of. Like little finger, yeah. yes, yeah. I mean, he's just doing it for the right reasons, but he's very little fingery. And little finger would be one of his favorite characters. Just a random side tangent my favorite character, hands down, has become Lady Mormont because every time she's on the screen, she's just like mean mugging somebody or like talking shit, and she's 12 and it's hilarious. So she's the best. Ooh, his ownership of brothels. Oh, wow, little finger sounds awesome. <laughs> All right, but here's the thing, guys. Realistically speaking, we did say this was a blitz version. We do need to wrap it up. Uh, Brent, is there any last words you want to kill this uh, episode with? I'll skip. I had it. I had a rant on engine, but the the rant is up in the air right now. It may have been user error. I don't know, but I thought it was taking a really long time to get my transaction through, and support was just like not helpful originally. But there may have been something that I should have done that I didn't do. So possible future rant. Yeah, possible future rant. Current rant is uh, not really a rant, but the Samsung blockchain wallet is less shitty than I thought. I found it on the phone. It's not intuitive to find. You actually have to download the app, and it connects to the key store that I talked about on the last episode. It has the following things. It has Ethereum, TrueUSD, Base Contention Token, Rep, Revein, Chainlink, Eternity, Paxos, Maker, USDC, PundiX, BNB, Cosmocoin, Bitem, OMG, Populous, VeChain, and 0x. A lot of coins that you may have heard about, some that you may not. Interestingly enough, though, there are at least two. I don't remember if Pundy's one or not. There's at least two stable coins in there in uh, Tether or in TUSD and USDC. USDC. They do not have Tether listed in there. So you know what? Good not choice, Samsung. Not Good choice, Samsung. Okay, and Adam, before I sign us off, any parting words or anything you want to say or cover? Uh no, I think uh, I think we I think we uh, did pretty good today, and I look forward to I look forward to everything. I look forward to life. I look forward to hearing your South by Southwest stories. Yes, my man. South by Southwest stories are going to be sweet as soon as we have them. So <laughs> we're going right. to get out of here and go down there and get them now. <laughs> All right. So just a reminder, if you want to join the conversation, please go hop on the Crypto Basic Discord. Rate us on iTunes if you like what you see. Follow Crypto Basic Brent on Reddit. And don't forget, we are not financial advisors. We are we're not. just a bunch of couple of guys talking crypto and other things we like, movies, South by Southwest, etc. And Adam's just a guy with a big heart. And remember, if you join our Patreon, you get a bunch of little perks, 
starting a dollar an episode is the sweetest thing on planet earth and uh, we didn't have any new members to mention on this episode but all of you current members that rant with engine was related to your non-fungible tokens they're coming i swear i have your your ethereum addresses i'm gonna send those out so since i get them figured out all right so just a reminder this was the crypto basic podcast i was here with brent philbin and adam levy my name is kareem baruka thank you so much for listening see you next week we out bye